Welcome to the Play More Music Podcast with your host, Kurt Hilton. Kurt, who is the owner and DJ for Play More Music Entertainment, talks with clients and vendors in the wedding industry, get tips on how to get into the wedding industry, and hear how some amazing vendors got their start. Be sure to stick around for the end of the show for fast acquaintance questions. Now it's time for the Playmer Music Podcast. Here's your host, Kurt Hilton. Welcome back to another episode of the Playmore Music Podcast. On this episode, I spoke to Paula Kolarov from Cedar Grove Acres. We talked about how this beautiful venue got started. What makes this venue unique? What if it rains at this venue? Why communication with vendors is very important and much more. So sit back and enjoy another episode of the Playmore Music Podcast. All right, welcome to the show, the one, the only, Paula Kolarov from Cedar Grove's Acres. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm ready to get the spring wedding season going. Absolutely. And uh, we, we were just talking, <clears throat> excuse me, before the show, we got 30% capacity outdoors and it looks like we're going in the right direction. So that's a good thing. So it's some exciting news for the, the wedding season. What do you think? Yeah, it's still all confusing. I mean, it changes <laughs> all the time. So we're just hoping for the best and doing what we're supposed to do and we'll go from there. Absolutely. You have one of the most beautiful venues in this area. And I wanted to talk about your venue and how, if, if somebody were to call you, how would you describe your venue to, to your uh, clients? Well, the way we say it is an authentically rustic venue with an added touch of elegance because it is, it's authentic. Some of the buildings are hundred, 150 years old. Um, we've repurposed all the, the things that we found on the property, the tobacco sticks, the pine poles that were in the tobacco barns, any kind of, um, uh, farm equipment or anything like that. We're just use them in some way to make it authentic. And, and it's pretty cool. It's worked out really well. I, uh, I got the opportunity wasn't last year, but the year before that, before all this started, I got to DJ at your venue and I just fell in love. I just felt like I was in a different town. Uh, your husband, your husband picked me up in the, the golf cart and I drove, right. you know, it was really nice. I got to set the DJ equipment up and then I drove off. I felt like I was in, uh, I don't want to say like a Western movie because it, it felt like a little town. You know what I mean? You had the photo right. booth in one building and then you had the, the wedding was taking place out and the, and the field. And then you had the place where I was, it was just gorgeous chandeliers. And I felt, it just felt like a different world. And I, I just fell in love with your venue. Well, thanks. It, um, it's very, uh, it's, how do they describe it? The people do describe it like a wedding town and it's very laid back and it's relaxed. Um, it's just be yourself. There's lots of room to, to walk around. There's lots of little photo areas that we've added in or just the natural scenic areas that's there. So um, it, it's, we enjoy it. We like to see people enjoying their time while they're on our property. It's kind of cool. So what, like when you first started, when, when did you open the, the venue? Our first wedding was May of 2015. And like, and what, what made you want to get into the, the wedding, the wedding industry? Well, we, we bought the property in 2012 and I was working in Raleigh at the time. I was close enough to work, to ride my bike to work and you know, all this stuff. And then we moved out here and of course I couldn't ride my bike to work. And I've always loved to be outside and, and 
I don't know. It just, it just happened. Um, we got married at the courthouse and then we had a party for, for our wedding celebration in our backyard with about a hundred people. And we had a band and that's when I started going, wait a minute and looking all around and people were just walking and taking pictures and there's plenty of space. And then I just kind of have, I love to entertain. I always love to have people come over. So Richard and I started talking about it and like, we need to, I mean, look at what we have and we just need to let people do it let people come and enjoy it. So yeah. we jumped in with two feet and been going hard ever since. So your first, let's talk about your first event. How, how, you know, some people think that the wedding industry is, it, it's just a s- smooth sailing thing and we don't have stress. Your first event, was that the most nervous thing you ever went through in your life? Um, Yes, we, the whole month before, luckily it was a friend of ours or friend of my son's, but still that didn't help. I mean, we wanted to make it perfect. And both Richard and myself are very uh, A type people. So we want everything to be perfect and ready and in line and stuff. So the whole month before the wedding, I was awake every night, writing down notes and trying not to forget this and doing all this kind of stuff. And we had lined up about eight volunteers to help us because we had no idea what, what we needed. Well, it turns out we only need about two volunteers. But, um, we, you know, we were all just, it, it, it was great. Everything went perfectly and we, it, it was great. And, and it's just, there's always something to do. And even if something goes, not wrong, but if something happens or like a light bulb goes out or the, the toilet gets stopped up. I mean, we fix it and the bride and the groom and most of the wedding people don't even know because we're just hands on and we're right there and just making sure everything's perfect. My biggest fear is the bride and the bride and groom's first dance music skipping. What is your biggest fear? Um, I don't, I don't, I can't, I have no idea. I mean, I don't really have a f- biggest fear. I always like for the weather to be perfect. Um, so I guess my biggest fear would be like it'd be storming or raining because that just, just isn't ideal for a, kind of an outside venue like we have. But you deal with it. And at the end of the day, they're just as married and everybody's had a great time. It's right. just we're a little bit wetter than we like to be, you know. Um, but I, that's a hard one. I really don't know. I, I, I can't pinpoint anything right now. I'd have to think about that. No, it's a good, it's, it's good. I mean, you, you seem really laid back and you don't let things bother you. That's really good. Now, now it's, you were talking about, um, rain, what at your venue, what, if it were to be a stormy day, you know, we were last couple of weeks, four weeks, oh. it's been, it rains like rain every, every yeah, yeah, yeah. We're calling it rainy rally. So what do you do in those you know, times when it rains on, on during that wedding, is there something you guys plan for? We have our backup plan. Um, we have a chapel that's already set up and with, with uh, rustic benches and some pews in there. And um, you know, it's very rustic or elegant or whatever. It's an old cow barn. Um, if it looks like it's going to be rainy or crappy during the ceremony time, then we make the call four or five hours ahead of time, I talked to the planner and I talked with the florist. I'm like, all right, what are we going to do? We got to either be in the meadow or we got to decorate in the chapel. And 
we'll go ahead and make that call so we'll know which place to make look pretty with flowers and whatever they want. Um, but we do have a backup plan in the chapel, which makes it nice. Well, that's good. And, and when, with other vendors, how do you keep a good connection with your vendors? I know you have a preferred vendor list. How do you keep in touch with your vendors to make sure, you know, what's going on with them? Is there any, like a, a yearly thing that you do with them or? Um, you mean just through, throughout the year or at that one particular way? Throughout wedding? the year, like events coming up, you know, do, do you do usually does like the wedding planners reach out to you and them or if say they don't have a wedding planner, are, are, do you keep in touch with your vendors quite often? I know me and you talk, but like other vendors, you, you guys keep in touch throughout the wedding season? Um, yeah, if they doing things like style shoots or wedding shows or somebody want to come out here for, I mean, I don't have a big, like a cookout for them. I wish I could just can't afford that right now. Um, but so I don't have a big meeting or anything. And it's, we do require that people have a day of planner. So the planner is usually the one that would get in touch with the particular vendors and make sure everything's coordinated for that particular wedding. Um, but as far as other things, you know, if I'm posting pictures from the weddings, then I try and tag the um, particular vendors or the photographers that were involved in that wedding. Wonderful. And then, so when you have uh, somebody wanting to get married, how far out usually are you guys getting booked? We're booking now for 22. Wow. That's fantastic. 2022. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the what am I trying to say? The tours that I'm I'm having now, most of them are for 2022. I still have a couple of dates available this year. So, and, and our um, we have an elopement package, a quick hitch elopement package that we're doing, and that seems to be very popular this time during COVID. And some people don't want to spend thirty thousand dollars on a wedding; they just want to have a little ceremony and get married and be done with it. Absolutely. So we, we offer a couple different of those uh, two-hour package or four-hour package or a, a full-service kind of package for an elopement. And that's become – we've had a couple of people um, sign up for that, and it's you know, getting popular. Absolutely. I, th I think with this time of year, with the, with the weather and the, the pandemic, you know, sometimes those elopements are actually a lot easier. They can get in, get out, and you, you, know, right. and you don't have to worry about that. So I think that's great you guys offer that. Um, I'm going to be excited to be out there again one day and we can, uh, all celebrate and just, you know, look around and be like, Oh my gosh, this is normal because this is, this is for, even for, uh, us DJs, you know, with today, 30%, we still don't know what the plan is for us. So as far as you guys, you know, what do you guys meet, talk to your caterers? Kind of catering is a big deal for you guys too, because they have to plan for, you know, how many people can you hold at that location? Um, 150 is our max okay. um, during normal times, but you can have an unlimited number at the ceremony now. Okay. So a lot of, well, we've had a couple of weddings uh, last summer and last fall that had 150 people at the ceremony and then 75 people left because um, so, only 75 could stay for the reception. Okay. So when they left, the caterer would provide them a to-go box or they would get a cupcake or they would get something. Um, and the couples would stay in the meadow with them for a while and visit and talk. So it, it make them feel special since they know they're having to leave. That's really cool. So 75 for the dance area, 150 for the, the ceremony. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And to all those listeners out there that may be listening that are getting engaged, 
what, what do you recommend to them when they call you? What, what's the first thing you recommend them book besides you guys? The important ones are, you know, with the caterer, the photographer, and then the DJ. Absolutely. So the florist, I mean, a lot of people do their own flowers or sometimes the planner can do the floors. So that's not tops, but I would say definitely the photographer, the DJ and the um, caterer. Cause you guys have, you guys have such a cool location with like the setup. Do, do you guys do like a walkthrough before and like kind of talk about, you know, what, what you envision and here and yes. you can refer out to those people, you know, that can help them do that. Yes. Um, when you book with us, you can have two visits to usually it's about four or six weeks out from your wedding. You'll bring your planner and your mom and your bridesmaids or whoever you want. And then you'll look at our props list because we have a long list of vintage props that you can use. Um, and you say, okay, I want a couch here and I want the table here and I want the wood slab here, you know, just, and then the planner is writing all this stuff down. So on the day of the wedding, while they're up at the bridal suite drinking mimosas and having a good time, the planner is, you know, carrying out provision. Very cool. What's, what's the most unique wedding you've had at your venue? The most unique? They're all pretty unique in their own special way. I mean, everyone is different. They all start with the same blank canvas, the same meadow, the same reception hall, but they all, all the brides and moms and planners or whoever, um, they come up with such different ways to decorate stuff. It always just amazes me, like all the pictures I see, it's like, sheesh, that's (laughs) awesome. And the photographers, I love to see their pictures because I don't have a photographer's eye, but just to see how they can pull the beauty out of the land. Cause we have a lot of neat places, mm-hmm. the red doors and the hanging windows and all the benches that we have around and the shaded spots. So there's lots of cool areas. What, what would you say your, your fastest month booked would be? Uh, May and October. May and October. What's yeah. is, so is July, I guess in, in the South July is like hardly like I probably maybe have one wedding in July, but a lot, do you see a lot of people not get married in July that much? They don't get married at our venue because we're closed. <laughs> we, we try and close in July and August to give ourselves a mental break and to do work around the farm and to take care of mending the fences or whatever, do gardening. And then we might want to take a weekend vacation, you know? So we try and close in July and August and then so- we're closed in the winter months too. So that's good to know. I did not know that. So that that's a that's a good heads up, and that gives you guys like a good work life balance, you know. Because right. some vendors, and you know, there's sometimes even myself, where you you may get booked, and it's great to be booked, but sometimes you need that uh, that break right. because yeah. we we do all of us as vendors do one thousand percent every time to make sure that that's the best day of that person's life. Wouldn't you agree? Right. Yes. I mean, I was in a. a traveling uh, music group we it was handbells and we played all over the United States but and it was like every day it's the same show for 10 days but every day it's a new audience and they've not seen you before so you have to be on your best all the time absolutely so, so I'm used to that I'm used to giving it 110 percent because it's their day you have to make it special and do everything in your power to make it perfect. I love it. Uh, we do. 
And so as, as far as, you know, your guys venue and you say October and May is, is your busiest time. What, what goes on usually with hurricanes or pandemics? What do you tell your clients in case something like this happens? Because you, you know, I've heard nightmare stories of people losing deposits and all that stuff. What, what do how do you make your, your clients feel like, okay, if something were to come up like a hurricane or do you just do rescheduled dates with them or. It's in our contract that if something happens and they have to cancel or postpone, we will work with them to find another suitable date within the next 12 months without any extra charges, without any kind of rescheduling fee or anything like that. But they, once they give us a deposit, that deposit is non-refundable because that takes away that date for somebody else that might've gone ahead and had the um, wedding during a hurricane or whatever. So we just, as much as we would want to, we can't give the deposits back because there's ongoing things that it's not just short for the wedding and the venue's perfect. I mean, there's work all the time to keep the grass growing and to mow the grass and to have the landscaper come and, you know, make it prettier or whatever. There's stuff all the time. Absolutely. And so my, my, my question, I always ask everybody, what keeps you sane during wedding season? What's the one thing that keeps you sane? My husband. He is cool. He is probably one of the coolest <laughs> individuals I have ever met. He's so laid back. He, yes. I, how, how, he keeps like this level and he just, just smiling all the time. So that's, that's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. He, he's like that all the time. And he's, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just lucky to have him, but he does. He keeps me smiling and laughing and saying and it's just I love working with him we we make a good team um we've worked it out together I mean we've had 99 weddings in five and a half years wow so we were supposed to break 100 last year but COVID caused some to cancel and postpone so our first wedding this year in April is number 100 what are you guys going to do anything some fun is it that is the is the bride or grooms or whatever are they are they planning to do something fun for the celebration for you no we're just gonna have a wedding <laughs> <laughs> just simple that's so awesome just simple but you guys might celebrate yeah. later on you know be like we did it we did it that's that's a big we'll deal pop the champagne or what i mean i don't know i hadn't really thought about that but you know i make those wedding discs that i hang on the wall for everybody with their names and dates up of anyway it's in the sugar uh the hay shack so we might just make their disc a little bit different or put stars around it or oh, make cool. it look different or something to be 100. Wow. Well, you'll have to, you have to share those moments on social media so we can all see that. Cause that's a big milestone. Congratulations. You know, that my, my first wedding's in April too, and hopefully nothing else messes that up. So that's going to be, I think we're all gonna be celebrating in April. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Ready so, to get it going. Absolutely. And so now we're gonna have some fun. We're going to, we're going to play a game called fast acquaintance. So no. Yeah, this is, I'm going to ask some questions and you just give me, you know, get a little better acquainted so we can, you know, have some fun with this. And the questions are fun. So you don't have to, you don't have to worry like uh, some, you know, ones that kind of brain stomp you or anything like that. So <laughs> you ready? All right. Yeah, All right. sure. All right. So first question, cake or pie? Ugh, brownies. Brownies? You, not not yeah. cake or pie, just brownies. <laughs> That's awesome. Godfather or Star Wars? Neither. Uh, Godfather. There you go. So you like one, two, or three? You like you watch any of those? What? What? What's one, two, or three? Uh, Godfather. Have you watched like all of them? You just watched this one? Oh, well, 
no, but I've not watched Star Wars either. <laughs> so that, I mean, it's all right. No, that's cool. How many I don't times? Like science fiction. It's okay. These are these are good things to know about you. Uh, how many <laughs> times did you sneeze in the last seven days? Probably three. Three. I think people are, are are less to cough at the store and sneeze to everybody's like, if you cough or sneeze, everybody looks at you like all funny. So that, that's that's a good. Yeah, answer. but I, I don't go out. I don't leave the home place. Wow. I stay right here. I mean, I just don't unless it's a unless I have to. I just stay right here. <laughs> but Do yeah, you, if you have to sneeze, it's like you need to run outside and get in your car and then sneeze and come back in. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you use the word dapper no no okay big dogs or small dogs small dogs small dogs do you have any dogs we, uh my husband has the mastiffs oh you know, the big slimy slobbery ones oh yeah and i have a little sheltie so awesome <laughs> how many hours of sleep do you need a night oh eight or nine Wow. That's, that's good. Most people tell me six hours or less. It's like, I, I'm, I'm, I understand that's good. And I go to bed about eight 30 and get up about five. Wow. Whatever that's that good. is. That's awesome. That's good. You can go to bed that early. If I could, I would. Well, um, I don't, that doesn't mean I sleep through the night. I mean, sometimes I wake up and I'm, I don't know, I don't sleep good from 12 to two, but I try. <laughs> and you know, I'll take a nap in the middle of the day if I want to. <laughs> oh my gosh that sound i cannot take a nap i've tried taking a nap and i just my brain starts wondering that's awesome you could do that you're not How, as old as me either <laughs> what's that you're not as old as me either. oh stop <laughs> how, how often is it healthy to cry whenever you feel like crying i mean there's not a set time i'm not gonna try and hold back i was watching a um i was watching netflix today and it was a really and of green gables i don't know if you're familiar with it but you know um I, I was like furious <laughs> on that show today. So, you know, just whenever it hits you, just cry. I, I, I watch those movies where, you know, somebody will cry over soured milk. But if you bring home uh, a soldier or you bring home somebody who hasn't seen somebody in like 50, I'm like on the floor bawling. I something about seeing those every time you're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when somebody else is happy, then I'm happy, but I cry because I'm happy or whatever, you know. Absolutely. What's your favorite carb? Bread, pasta, rice, or potatoes? Oh, uh, probably rice. Rice? But, but I love pasta and potatoes too, but that's a hard one, but I would probably say rice. So when you have, when you have the caterers come, do you like mashed potato or roasted potatoes? Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. I love it. And the last question... Sour Patch Kids or Circus Peanuts? Or actually, no, sour, uh, stale Sour Patch Kids or fresh Circus Peanuts? Remember the old school Circus Peanuts? The orange things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the look I'm looking Did for. Did I say like the black cow sucker? Remember those? those no, sugar I don't remember. Daddies? Wait, wait, sugar wait, wait. Babies? Oh, yes, yes. I do remember those. The black look- cow had kind of a chocolatey something over the caramel. Oh, my gosh. My granddaddy used to eat those circus peanuts. They're marshmallowy things, and they just get all stuck in your teeth. Yeah, between those and uh, Peeps are probably my least two favorite uh, candies out there. (laughs) Do you you blow Peeps up in the microwave? Have you done that? No, I have not. That's pretty cool. Oh, I've I've not ever done it because I was, but I've heard it's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's. (laughs) 
it, it has been so much fun talking to you. Once once the pandemic's over with, I'm gonna have, we're gonna have to do this again. But I'll be out there and we'll we'll walk around and do the podcast again. Thank you so much for being okay, sure. on the Playmore uh, podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Paula from Cedar Grove Acres. Thank you for being on the show. Right. For more information about the Cedar Grove Acres venue, check them out on their website at cedargroveacres.com. Thanks for listening to the Playmore Music Podcast, made possible by Hilton Productions. If you need a male or female voiceover, contact Hilton Productions today. Hilton Productions, let our voices do the selling.